Hello there, I'm David Patton, and welcome to the life of an author. This week, we are going to go into the wild world of world building. This can be a, I don't want to say controversial subject, but a highly debated topic on how much to world build, whether you actually need world building, what goes into it, any of that type of stuff. So I'm not going to get overly detailed in this episode, but I am going to cover some of the basics of why world building is important, when it's not important, what you use it for, and a bit about how it gets used. I'll probably go into more detail into a lot of these sections later, but this is going to be kind of a blanket episode covering world building in general. So to start, I'm going to go into what I think at least is one of the more fun parts of world building, and that is the maps. Now, as a bare minimum, you generally want at least some sort of page with location names and the relative directions, even if you're not actually drawing out a map. At the very least, some sort of reference sheet on what the places are and where they are in relation to each other. And this is just to be able to keep everything consistent when you're writing. Whether you have a really long book or are just writing a short story. Some sort of reference to any locations that are mentioned. Now, what you can add to that is you can actually draw out a map. And this is something a lot of people find fun, other people hate. But it can be very, very useful for any type of longer novel or any book where there is a lot of traveling involved. It just helps you keep everything planned out and consistent throughout your story. And you're going to hear me referencing consistency a lot in this episode. Because essentially that is the fundamentals of world building. You're trying to make a consistent, believable world. So if you do draw a map, what are some of the things you're going to want on there? Obviously, any major locations, any big places where the characters are going to be, not necessarily the bigger cities, but just the places that are important to the plot. Where is the story happening? Any type of major landscapes or features, whether it's a specific mountain or forest or a lake or an ocean, something like that, the major landscapes. Those are kind of the minimum for a hand-drawn map. And depending on your story, there's also possibly the political borders. That is only going to be a factor if it affects your story. But if there is that effect on your story, that's something else you'll want to have on your map. Now, what are we using this map for? As I said earlier, it's the locations where your scenes take place. That is what you want on this map. Where do things happen? Where are the major plot points? Where do your characters interact at? And this has some other uses later on down the road as you're writing your story as well. Aside from being able to look back and see exactly when and where things happened, it also lets you just keep track of where you are in your story. You can look at it and see, depending on how detailed you make your map and how much you plan with it, 
how much you have written on there, you can see where in your story you are at. Look, see what characters are there, what they are doing, what they have already done. You can essentially use the map as your planning guide. It takes some practice, and you will need a few extra pages aside from the map to help keep things, to help have room for everything. But you can use the map itself as your planning guide going through a story. There's also any extra details you can throw on there that you want. You can get as detailed as you want with the train. Also, with that, any type of referenced location or event can go on that map. It doesn't necessarily have to be a part of the story, but if it's mentioned, it's something you might want to throw on there. And that's mostly in case you want to reference it again later. You don't have to go back through your book, find where you mentioned it, and then find the details about it just to reference it again. You can have it right there in front of you with the map. Now, to get away from the map side of it, what types of things are you going to want in your world building? One of the main things you're going to want, as far as world building goes, is current events, whether you're just listing them out or you have some sort of other detailed planning method. For these current events, you're mostly going to want to focus on things that actually affect the plot. Are there any politics that are changing the story or driving the story? Are there any type of wars or mass migrations? Are there any national-level finance issues or smaller-level finance issues that are driving the story? What types of things affect the plot? That is the type of thing you're going to want to build into this world before you ever get started, just to have that detail to look at later as you go to keep the story on track. You're also going to want to throw in things that affect the characters directly. Any recent events. You can also write down any planned events, even though they're not necessarily happening at the beginning of the story. If there's something you have planned for later down the road that is going to come up as a major plot point, that's something you can throw into your world building sheet. Generally, it's any type of national level or world scale level type things, but it doesn't necessarily have to be just within the world of what your character is living in. It's from your character's perspective, what type of things are affecting them. This can also include any type of societal norms. So any type of oppression or anything that's going to affect your character's daily life, how they live, how they behave, anything like that can go into your world building. Some of those things, like the societal norms, are going to be part of the history. Now, history is another one of those things that a lot of people don't really see necessary for world building. And while it's not always, I'm going to go ahead and list out some of the things for if you do write a history for your story. The biggest thing to remember with the history is you want to keep it relevant. You could write a novel in and of itself for the history and backstory for pretty much any novel. There's that much information that could be out there. The vast, vast majority is not going to make it into the book. So when you're actually building this history for your world, 
you really want to focus on what is going to affect the plot or what led to things that are going to affect the plot. So you really want to keep this relevant. Anywhere in your book where there's going to be references to events or places or even other characters that take place in the history of your story, you want to get that planned out now so that when it actually comes time to write it down, you have that history available. You have all that information. You can pick and choose. Any type of political history, if that is important to your story. Anything that will lead to what affects your plot. Anything dealing with culture is important for the history. And again, this goes to the societal behavior. It can be something as simple as clothing style or daily life. It doesn't have to have a direct impact, but it still affects the character in some way. And while the history of the culture is maybe not necessarily important to your story, having that laid down can help create a solid culture for your story. And this also goes to include any type of societal stuff, any buildings or other structures. What type of arts does that culture practice? What type of sports or competitions do they hold? Any of that type of stuff that may not have a direct impact, but may find itself referenced in your story. Again, you want to keep it relevant to what you're doing. But you also have to remember that there are a lot of tiny details in your story that, while they don't directly affect the plot, if they're not consistent, they will be noticed. So keep it relevant, keep it consistent. You don't need to build a full history for your story. It can be fun. Some people love doing this. But you don't need to build a full history. Just try to get enough detail down to what is actually going to show up in your book. And on that topic, what is actually going to show up in the book? Really, it's all going to come down to the relevance to the plot and the characters. What things actually affect your storyline? Not everything you planned is going to have an impact. There are some things that are going to come up that are going to have an impact that you didn't necessarily plan for. And all that's okay, because the world building is just giving you that framework. And having a consistent world let you build on that as you go. You'll also want to keep things that will affect the context of your story. Any type of setting or behavior that may be outside of what we would consider the standard or normal. Anything that, while it may not have a big impact on the plot, still affects how the character acts. And you also want to keep things it will help you keep your story consistent. And I know I keep saying this, but having that list just to use for reference, all those small details that don't seem like they're very important. If you have a list and you have it ready to reference, it will help so much when you're trying to throw in those small details here and there. You won't need to go through searching for everything. You won't need to try to pull it all from memory. If you have that reference, use it. Build on it. Add to it as you're going through the story. And that way, all 
of the details remain consistent. A small detail that pops up in the third chapter is going to be the same when that detail pops up again in the 50th chapter. If everything's consistent, those details don't stand out at all. The reader may not ever pay any attention to them. But if it is inconsistent, it will get picked out almost immediately. So we've just talked about what you keep. So now let's talk about what things do we leave out. What isn't going to make it into the story? You have all of this world building in front of you, maybe maps, maybe this giant wall full of penned notes and details, anything like that. It can't all fit in your book. So we want to cut out anything that goes into too much detail. We don't necessarily need to know every little thing about the society your character lives in. If it isn't going to impact the story, if it's not going to drive the plot, it is most likely not going to make it in. A lot of the little details, they just don't have the importance. They may be referenced, which is why it can be good to keep those notes. But more than likely, it isn't going to make it into the story. And that's fine. You need to make sure that the plot doesn't lose focus. We don't want to drown out that driving factor of the story. So we're leaving all this stuff out. Why would we even plan it to begin with? Once again, it comes down to consistency. The more details you have planned out, the less time you're going to spend reworking scenes because of some minor inconsistent detail. And sometimes your plans change. Most of the time, you aren't going to need those little tiny irrelevant details. But when your plans change, sometimes those seemingly irrelevant details suddenly can become major plot points. So it can be good to have those planned out. You don't necessarily need to, and I'll get to that later, but they can be good to have. It can also add flavor to the story. Having those unnoticed details, so to speak. Having those little things that just bring life to the story. They can help fill out the non-essential characters, kind of the background characters. It can really give them a life of their own. And by doing that, you can bring a new life to your world. Those little details can give life to the world around your character. It gives them more to interact with. It can also help separate different cultures or different people. It can give you that little extra distinction between two fairly similar places or two fairly similar people groups, anything like that. I'm going to try to move on now a little bit. So how much do we actually need to plan? This is partly going to depend on the length of your story. Longer stories are going to need more planning. If you're writing a short story that may get up to 5,000 words, you probably aren't going to do much, if any, world building. On the other hand, if you're working on a novel, you may wind up with almost another novel's worth of backstory. You don't want to bog your story down with details, but you do want to bring life to the world. And the more space you have to do that, well, the more you can do it. With a shorter story, you just don't have the space to really give a full accounting of the world around your character. Maybe the immediate setting, 
and you may need to plan some about that immediate setting. But it isn't going to require nearly as much detail as what you'll need for novels. How much planning you need is also going to be affected by your character's movements and interaction. How much of the world does that character actually see, or characters if you have multiple? Are they traveling throughout the world, or are they really kind of stuck in one location? If they aren't going anywhere, you don't really need to plan any of the extra world around them. Just that immediate location. And how much of that world is referenced, even if you do have them in a fairly small location, a single city? Do they reference events or locations outside of their immediate surroundings often? If not, you really don't need to plan for any of it. Even if they do, if they're not moving anywhere, mostly all you're going to need is just a list of the names and relative locations. That's all you're going to need. I also lump in what's relevant to the plot here. It may not necessarily fit into world building, but the when and the where of major plot points, I like to add that. It just helps me to keep track of everything going on. You can also reference things you might want to add to the story that can be just scratched out later. You don't have to use everything, but things that might become important, that you might use. That's also something good to plan in there. And then... Anything extra, it's really just keeping track of the details, having it for future reference, just something outside of your book that everything is consolidated, that you can look at, okay, this person got elected to whatever office of that city. Okay, that helps. And it was around the time of chapter four. Sounds good. Outside of how much do we plan, you also want to think about when you are going to plan these details. For the main portion of world building, it's going to be the framework, kind of the bare bones, locations, people, events, and having all that should come really before you ever start writing if you're the type of person who does much planning. Because this will help you develop that plot and work towards a goal. If you're the type of person who doesn't do much planning, you may not need to do anything before you start writing. I would still recommend, at the minimum, locations and major plot points, if you know them already, just to help keep your story going in the right direction. But as far as most of the major interactions go, really, you just kind of want to get them down a little before they happen or as they are happening, and use that to keep track. The earlier you plan them, the easier it will be to implement them in your story, but it's not completely necessary. And then as for the minor details, it really is just as you use them in your story, write them down to reference later. If you're the type of person who really likes to world build, you can definitely throw those minor details in in the pre-writing stages. You do want to be careful, though, because it's very easy to get so focused on detailing and planning every last Thing in your world that you never actually get to writing. And so, if you're that type of person who is going to get so focused on the world building, it may be better if you really don't do much world building at all. And not all stories need world building, especially shorter stories. 
there's just not enough going on in the world. You don't have the space to add all those details, so you don't need them. If your entire story takes place really within one location, within a city or a town, something like that, you may not need any type of world building because it isn't going to affect your story, so long as you have some method of keeping track of things. And aside from the few things I've talked about already, there are a few other different kind of planning or world building tools you can use. There's obviously the maps, I've already talked about that, whether it's a simple, quick sketch or whether it's a very detailed thing with notes pinned all over it. You can also do an event table, have a big spreadsheet where you list out any of the big events, where they happened, and when they happened in relation to your story, what chapter they would have been taking place in, what scene they might be taking place around. You can also do this all on a noteboard, whether it's a corkboard, whiteboard, something like that. Have everything written out so you can just kind of look up and reference it quickly. That works especially well for larger details. When you start getting into smaller details, it can almost get bogged down and be more of a hassle. But again, that is going to vary from person to person. There's also more passive methods, such as having a notebook, just writing things down as you go. Or instead of using a notebook handwriting, you can just create a separate document and type it out. I would also consider character sheets one of the more passive forms, because it's not generally driving the plot, but it's more of keeping track of those details. So whether you really do a lot of world building or not, there are different methods of keeping those details together for when you need them. And this episode has rambled on a bit. It, that happens when I'm trying to do kind of a blanket episode covering such a big topic. But as far as what to take away from this episode, the stuff that's really important, use what you need. If you need a very detailed, planned-out world, go for it. If you have a shorter story, though, don't focus so much on the world around you can focus more just on the story. You don't need all those extra details, and it is very easy to get bogged down with planning. There are people who sit there and work on this world-building and planning stage for years and never actually get to writing the story. Use what you need, but don't let yourself get too caught up in it. You also want to remember that not everything you put in there is going to make the cut. Just because you plan something out doesn't mean it has to show up in the story. It is perfectly fine to leave out a lot of those extra little details. And the other thing is that different methods of world building suit different authors. Some authors, like myself, I like world building. I do lots of planning. Other authors don't. They just go straight into writing, and that is fine too. And if you are one of those writers that doesn't do much planning, it's still a good idea to keep some sort of notes or reference sheet, something to just help you keep the story consistent. Because really, that is what world building is all about. Being able to create a consistent and relevant world for your character. Thank you for listening to The Life of an Author. This is David Patton, and I will see you next week.